0: Last Sunday, we began this month of mission. And each Sunday, we're going through in this preaching series, Motives for the Mission. It's the the question, why? Why go out? Why share Christ with others? That's a very important question. Because if we don't know why, why does it make a difference? Why should I share Christ with others? Why should I share what he's done in my life with others? Well, then we probably won't do it. But if we do have these motives clear, if we understand that, well, then we will be motivated to be able to do that. And last week, we spoke about the first motive, the first thing that motivates us to go out and to share Christ with others, and that is simply that God wills it, that God asks us to. And we see that all throughout scriptures. We see that in the Gospels. Father Ignacio mentioned the example of the Samaritan woman who encounters Christ, and she goes out and shares with that whole town, and they come to Christ as well. And then at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, that what's called the Great Commission— Jesus sends out his disciples. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. He commands them to. He sends them out to do so. But in the readings of this week, this Sunday, we see a second motive. And it could be, these readings could be summarized with two words, bearing fruit, to bear fruit. The image that it uses, the first reading, the psalm, the gospel, all of them use this image of the vineyard. There's all these details that it gives us of what God has done in this vineyard. It says that he spaded it, he cleared it of stones, he planted the choicest vines, built a watchtower, hewed a winepress. And then it says that he handed it over to the tenants. Why? So they could bear fruit, so they could make that vineyard bear fruit. But here's the tragedy. It didn't. Neither of these vineyards did. The vineyard of the first Reading, it didn't bear fruit. The vineyard of the gospel, it didn't bear fruit. And you almost hear this voice in in the prophet Isaiah, you hear the voice of God, there's almost this sense of desperation, of exasperation, saying, what more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? When he doesn't find any fruit, when he finds sour grapes, it says, wild fruit. But what it's describing is the deepest desire of God's heart for each one of us. The deepest desire of God's heart for every single one of us, for every single person that he creates, is that we can bear fruit with our lives. That's what he most wants for us. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, the glory of my Father is that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. That's the glory of God. That's what he most wants for each of us, is that we can bear fruit. With our lives, Do we not also want that? Do we not also want to bear fruit with our lives? St. Irenaeus, he said it in a slightly different way. He said, the glory of God is man fully alive. That's also another good way of putting it. God wants us his glory. What he most wants is that we be fully alive. And this is our second motive for evangelization. Is that when somebody comes to Christ they become fully alive, little by little. They become more human, human in the fullest sense, that they begin to reach their full potential. Here's the question for us. Have you seen this in your life? How have you seen this in your life? How have you seen that by following Jesus, he brings out the best in you, that he helps you to grow, that he helps you to be a better person? That's a very important question to reflect on. Because if we can see that in our lives, if we can see that, yes, since I met Jesus, since I encountered him, since I began to follow him, this is what he's done in my life. This is how he's helped me to grow, how he's helped me to be a better person, a better father, a better mother, son or daughter, a better friend, a better worker. If we have the answer to that question, we can share that with others. If we don't, it's difficult to do so. Pope Benedict, he once said this, he said, human life cannot be realized by itself. Our life is an open question, an incomplete project, still to be brought to fruition and realized. Each person's fundamental question is, how will this be realized? How does one learn the art of living? Which is the path toward happiness? To evangelize means to show this path, to teach the art of living. This art can only be communicated by one who has life, he who is the gospel personified. That's so good, big questions, big questions that at some point we all ask ourselves. What is that path to happiness? What is that path to fruition in my life? And he's saying the one who can answer those questions is first of all Jesus, But second of all, somebody who personifies the gospel, lives out the gospel. That's why Jesus also says in the gospel of John, I came that you may have life and life in abundance. That's what he wants for us. But this this is the tragedy. When we turn from God, when we don't follow him, when we begin to turn away from him, the opposite happens. don't bear that fruit that's where frustration comes into our lives when we don't bear that fruit that God wants when we don't bear the fruit that we want with our lives it says in this first reading why when I looked for the crop of grapes did it bring forth wild grapes think of that that fruit that's not really ripe that fruit that isn't they're not real grapes they look like grapes but when you taste them they're wild they're sour they're not good But that's what sin does. Something very interesting is that the word sin in the Greek is amartia. You may have heard this before. Amartia, it literally means missing the mark. But that's what sin does in our lives. It doesn't allow us to reach that full potential, it brings us down. Think about any sin that you know of. Think about any sin that kind of plagues you in your life, whether it's anger, whether it's lust. Laziness, giving into pleasures, envy, pride, vanity. Whatever sin, think about just one sin that affects you and how that doesn't allow you to bear fruit, how that brings you down, how it doesn't let you reach your full potential. Sin dehumanizes us, it doesn't allow us to be fully human in the way that God wants. What is it that's bringing you down? right now? What is it that's bringing others down around you? And here's the good news, that Jesus brings us out of that. He picks us up. He forgives us our sins. He wipes away those sins. He sets us on the right path. And as we begin to follow him, he leads us to that full life. He leads us to bear fruit. One of, I think one of the greatest, if not the greatest blessing of being a missionary is that we get to see this in the life of so many people. We see it so much, so much, and it's such a joy to be able to see that. We see it, we have so many retreats almost every weekend. We have these different retreats. Just last weekend, there's a retreat going on, in fact, right now in Mount Angel. But just last weekend, I was on a retreat. We do this retreat, it's called the Second Level Retreat. It's a retreat for men in our San Juan Diego program for the Hispanic community. For those who have already gone on one retreat and they've been persevering for at least one year and they can come on this retreat. And last weekend we had that in Salem and there were 195 men that came on this retreat. And at the end of the retreat, we heard these testimonies. And these testimonies were so powerful because they illustrated this in such a clear way because all of these men are men who are able to share precisely this. What has happened since that first retreat that they went on? one year ago at least, until now, and one after another, they began to get up and they began to share. Before the retreat, I would just work throughout my day. I would work every day, some of them six days, seven days a week, and I would get home, and as soon as I would get home, I'd turn on the TV, I'd turn on Netflix, I'd get on my phone, but they said, now I don't do that. Now I get home and I want to spend time with my kids, spend time with my wife, I used to never pray, and now I pray every day. I wake up in the morning. I wake up a little earlier to be able to pray. Now I try to be a better father, a better husband. One one testimony after another of all these fruits, the peace that they experience now, a deeper happiness, a deeper joy, a deeper fulfillment. And finally at the end, after many testimonies, one guy got up and he said, you guys, listen to what we're sharing. Listen to what God has done in our lives. He said, but this isn't just for us. We need to share this with others. How many people around us do we know that don't have this yet, that haven't discovered this? Who's gonna tell them? We gotta tell them, that's what he said. And I said, this guy got it. This guy got that second motive. That motive is when we see that, when we see the fruit that Jesus is helping us to bear with our lives, how he's helping us to be the best version of ourselves, well, that can motivate us to share that with others, because what he does in our lives, he wants to do in every other person's life. One thing I've learned is no matter how good somebody's life looks from the outside, they may say, oh, I don't need God, I don't need the church, I don't need Jesus. They're mistaken, they're mistaken, they're not reaching their full potential. Only when we follow Jesus, only when we become disciples of Jesus, do we reach our full potential. Do we bear that fruit? do we become fully alive.